from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Are we back? I think we're back. Hey, we're live, we're live. Welcome back, everybody. It is hour number three. What in the world happened? First it was freezing, and now it's nice and beautiful. And it was dark when I got here, and now it's all light and beautiful and fine. And God turned the, on the heat lamp. And we're in the third hour. Really, that big giant ball of hydrogen up there is doing its work today. Uh, we are broadcasting live out at the Countryside Baptist Church. If you've listened to the show... For any length of time, you know that we're always out here, especially for the Wild Game Dinner, which happens at 3 o'clock today out at Countryside at the corner of Gallagher and Sydney Road in Dover. We invite you to come on out, bring the entire family. Bring the grandma, grandpa, uncles, kids, everybody. There's something to do, drone demonstrations, food galore, and, of course, uh, Trinity uh, Sportsman's Ministries will be out here letting you fling some arrows downrange. And we have a gentleman who's going to be the guest speaker, who they have every single year. And uh, not that Dennis has been here every single year, but uh, they come in with motivational stuff, spiritual stuff that you can come down and enjoy while you eat. And it's not, you know, fire and brimstone, you know, uh, Sunday mornings, you know, browbeat. This is just good conversations. And Dennis Wilder is here. He's going to be here this year. And uh, here's a guy who... Uh, goes out in the woods, trumps around out in the bushes, goes out and has good fun, also uh, believes in the good guy upstairs and the good things that he can bring into your life. And now when you go up there, are you considered to be a, a motivational speaker? Are you a comedian? Are you a mixed mash of what, what, what are you, man? What am I? I am, number one, a Christian. I believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Number two, I am a pastor in Kentucky. Right. And number three, when I come to do wild game dinner, I like to have fun and I like to share some some funny stories. And but I also want to give the truth of the Word of God. Now you know we talk about this on the show a lot, and I think that the anti community uh, and people like that that go out there. Are, Everybody that you see around this table, from Megan, Bill George, Jonathan, Carlos, me, my kids, we always talk about there's a certain time when you're out in the woods that is probably one of the most spiritual things you'll ever experience is what I always call that Donzerly time where there's a time when the night animals stop and the day animals haven't started yet. And there is complete and utter peace in the woods it seems like the wind stops the noises stop and there's nothing there but there's this moment it may last 30 seconds it may last five minutes depending on the woods and what time of year you're in there and if there's a feeling that you get when there's no closer time for me especially when you're like sitting there side by side with your maker for some reason. I don't know what what you would call that. What oh, would you call that? You're a guy who's out there. You've done it. You felt it, right? Oh, absolutely. I love. What being would you out call there. that? What would I call that? I call that God's mercy. 
it says in his word that his mercy is new every single morning. So it doesn't matter. Do you think that's what that time is, seriously, where he's giving you that moment to reflect and go, hey, man, I'm here. Look at what I mean. Yeah, I don't have to worry about what I did yesterday because he's giving me a fresh start today. And and right there in that moment – that and it can it needs to happen every day. You, but it I also needs to have a name. Help me. Let's right. discover something for that. Well, I always we'll called it the Donnelly, and I took that from a comedian. <laughs> I took that from a comedian who took it from the national anthem. He goes because he literally thought when he was a kid that there was a word called Donnelly, and he said that's the perfect description well, of what's happening between day and night. You know, from the dawn's early light. Well, he thought it was Donzerly. He thought it was one word. Well, and you guys touch on it, and this is something my wife didn't hunt before we got married. And I remember just a few years ago having this com- her having this conversation with some of her family who don't hunt and are kind of, I like to call the fence riders, where they don't say anything to people who eat meat. They're not, quote, unquote, anti-hunters, but they're always giving me the – well, why do you go chase the little deer around, and why do you do this? And, why? and I remember Lori looking at one of them and going, she's like, because whenever dawn hits, she's like, it's peaceful. I don't have – I don't think there's any greater peaceful that you can have. It's, she's, that's exactly what she said. She goes, it's peaceful. I don't have a phone ringing. I don't have cars buzzing by. I don't have people screaming and hollering and carrying it's on. It's weird. Megan, you've you've felt it when you've been out there, right? Oh, I completely agree. And just to be able to see the earth wake up in the morning like that, that's something that's so special and so many people never get to experience. I mean, you get to experience things as a hunter, literally, that have made me step back and say, you know, how can how can somebody experience this and not believe in God? Well, and that's not only that, but when you talk about experiences, uh, the things that you see that you wish you could share with everybody at that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sitting yeah. there, I'm sitting cross-legged turkey hunting, and a fox comes out and starts sniffing the bottom of your shoes, and you're like, what <laughs> in the world is that? Yeah. Uh, or, or to watch a bobcat sneaking up trying that, to catch a covey of quail, and you're like going, oh, this is going to be so National good. National Geographic ain't I mean, jack on this. Right there, right. Like, <laughs> or a, coral, a three-foot coral snake crawling over oh, your yeah. boot. Or, or I had an owl. Bull, bullheads are good about that, too. I had an owl one time land on a limb literally right next to my head yep. because I had my ponytail back then, and when I'm flipping my head around, I guess he thought it might have been a squirrel tail or something, but he literally came over to see what it was, and I heard his talons go click Click, and hit the the limb and i went what was that and i turned and i'm literally staring and i'm like and and those experiences you can never do without getting in the woods and dennis you had that same experience or at least an epiphany of some kind when you went out what the first time you went out coon was it day or night it was night night oh those are the best oh absolutely yeah because you get to meet all kinds of good stuff out there in the dark oh it it was a blast i was living in, in ohio at the time and it well now you claim from kentucky what uh, is a kentucky boy doing stepping foot in yankee town oh i was on mission oh is that what it was (laughs) okay being led by the spirit i understand that's all good (laughs) that's the only reason you're going to get down there no but now you were in ohio chasing around some big old he coons or what oh yeah yeah the one of the deacons up there had uh uh, he had prize dogs, and he he was kept bragging about them, bragging about them. He said, "Preacher, you you need to go coon hunting with me." I said, 
Well, if it's in season and uh, we can, let's do it, you know. So, wait, so. and you were in Ohio, so they weren't running walkers. They were running, what, black and tans? I think or, black and tans. It's okay. been a long time ago. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I don't – I mean, I don't want to ruin the story before folks get here. They need to come hear this story. It's it's hilarious. Uh, but um, Does it end with the words, knock him out, John? Uh. <laughs> It, oh! might, it might it might end it might end up in handcuffs. I'm not sure. Oh what? <laughs> no, really, I am. A, I'm a pastor. Seriously, no, I am. Well, now that's what people expect. When, well, I mean, when they're expecting when they come out here, you're going to be regaling us with stories of uh, uh, your adventures in the woods. Absolutely, and, and on the water, and uh, trying to uh, uh, being in uh, East Tennessee in December in uh, waist deep water. That's not fun. <laughs> that sounds to me like a very chilly experiences for a guy who's led out here in shorts in this temperature. That would seem like something I don't want. Definitely going to be awake. I don't want to enjoy. I'll I tell remember, you what, I've done some pretty crazy stuff to shoot a turkey. Well, yeah, but yeah, would you go yeah. in uh, waist deep, creaky uh, water up north? I don't think so. I mean, cracker I, girl like you, you ain't making it. <laughs> hey, I've shot a turkey in the cattails with water all the way up to my chest in Florida. So there's alligators in Florida. Yeah, but it's also 84 degrees. So it, I'm talking about the children. Obviously, you've never jumped into a creek in North Carolina in the middle of summer and gone, this is going to be awesome. Until you get in. And then when you jump back out and you're blue and you're what? going, that's the most horrible thing I could ever experience what's in my the, life. What's the radio commercial on now? Hey, River. Yes, sir. We're a brisk 52 degrees. Yeah, you can keep it. Y'all, y'all can keep it, man. Now, of course – uh, I noticed that you have a little uh, logo on your vest there, Pastors in the Outdoors. What exactly is that? What are, what uh, are you guys doing? You just running fi- around out in the woods? What? <laughs> Five years ago, uh, God impressed upon me to start a ministry to pastors. Since I am a pastor, and I understand the pressure of being a pastor. Uh, so uh, we Pastors in the Outdoors is a group of pastors who takes others out on hunting and fishing trips, and we try to make them exceptional hunting and fishing trips so that uh, they can be refreshed and revived in their spirit and we minister them as a man Uh, they can go somewhere else and learn how to be a better pastor we want to minister to them as a man so that they can go back to their church and give it their very best because we're losing pastors uh, and churches a lot of churches are are shutting their doors because there's not enough pastors right now at least in i know in eastern kentucky i have first-hand experience Uh, we have more churches than we do pastors right now you know i gotta ask you when you say that, I mean, what are you taking people who've never maybe never gone before, or yeah, or I mean, what do you guys teach, we, what do you chit right. chat about while you're out there? Seriously, all right, what we do because if you're pastors, how do you pastor to another pastor while you're out in the woods and you're trying to get a big old hog? Yep, absolutely. We are, we're hog hunting. We've bass fishing Okeechobee. We're deer hunting in Kentucky and Nebraska. Uh, duck hunting in West Tennessee on the Mississippi River. Uh, turkey hunting. Uh, we've got a bass fishing trip on Pickwick Lake in Alabama. Uh, so whether they have experience or not, we make it the most fun because we t- take them to places where they have the best chance of of seeing and or killing or catching a, a great great animal. Now, is it any particular denomination? I mean, uh, can you take anybody? Or do I have to be a Baptist? Do I have to be a practicing catholic what's the deal on that yeah, no den- <laughs> no denomination i'm just uh, thinking had- maybe if i go online and i get my pastor thing <laughs> is this a free trip and i'm thinking well you know that nebraska thing kind of caught my attention so i'm just i'm just 
seeing uh, yeah. if there's an angle here anywhere. You have to be a lead or senior pastor of a church. Uh-huh. A church? A church. Okay. Yeah. You just can't have your so credentials. So that means you got to go get your credentials, but then you'd have to start a church. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're three or more together. <laughs> I'm all good. Me and the kids. Yeah. <laughs> I pastor them every day on the way to school. Trust me. Oh, yeah. Lord. Yeah. And uh, it's it's $500 per pastor per retreat. Um, and our For a trip to Nebraska? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, this is something I'm looking yeah. into, Jonathan. Some, some of our uh, retreats. <laughs> value 2500 or more uh per retreat I really mean, yes sir that is awesome though but i mean I, I can understand if you uh sometimes i think that did you ever see the left behind series did you ever read those books or anything like yeah, that and, a couple of them well you know when i introduced my kids to that stuff uh you know years ago and there was a preacher that was left behind and my kids even asked me, they said, how could you, a uh, preacher, get left behind after the rapture and all that stuff? And I said, if you remember, they asked him, he said, why would you be left behind? He said, for 20 years I've stood up here and I've said the words, but I never understood the words. Yep. And I never lived the words. Yep. So even a pastor got left behind. And I think sometimes what you do is a great thing because sometimes you have to be brought back down from the pulpit sometimes and kind of reflect on what it is that you're doing and sometimes an outside influence of a guy who does the same job as you you know uh gives you a little critique well, or gives you a little motivation and changes your perspective. how many times how many yeah. times could we all say this everybody sitting at this table can say this you really see somebody's true character and who they are when you get them in hunting camp that's or something true like that because you can learn a person you can, yeah. learn a person's you can let your five you can let, well you get for of course, for the girl sitting at the table, you can let your hair down. I mean, let's face it, you can. My hair is down. Amen, brother. <laughs> Mine is too. I just cut it really short. When, and that's what that's what our guys experience. They come together, Presbyterians, Baptists, uh, Church of God, Lutherans. Uh, haven't had a Lutheran yet. I'm uh, well, I'll go. <laughs> um, but praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. We got to take a break. Are you, okay. We do, seriously. <laughs> no, we'll talk more. We'll do this while we come back. <laughs> we are broadcasting live out of Countryside Baptist Church. It's the wild game dinner happening today. We want to see you out here. Dennis wants to see you out here. I want to see you out here. Everybody wants to be out here today. It's a beautiful day to bring the family out, enjoy some great fellowship and fun and food out of Countryside Baptist Church, corner of Gallagher Road in Sydney in Dover. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with us. We'll be back. It's a big and wild outdoors. Uh, Bring gun, Jonathan Swindle, Megan Bale. She's here too. Uh, she's hanging out with us, and uh, Carlos is around. Him and Bill George, they just like boogity boogity right on out of here. Oh, they're over there. The between the uh, charcoal smell and all that, you know exactly where they are. They're over there sniffing around already. And uh, Dennis Wilder is also joining us. He is the invited. A guest speaker that's going to be out here today at the Wild Game Dinner starting and at 3 uh, o'clock. Uh, unfortunately, he got to witness something that very few people get to witness, which is Braden trying to eat during the breaks. 
Yeah. Hey, I did pretty good. He, I got one biscuit down. He was behind me. I didn't have to see it. Okay. <laughs> he heard it. it. Sounded like a buzzsaw back there. Somebody's trying to fire up a Poolan chainsaw back there. So, uh, now, you're going to be down here. Are you doing anything while you're down here, or are you just yes. hanging out? Or yes. What's the deal, Dennis? Yes. David Smith's going to take me uh, out saltwater fishing uh, Monday morning. Well, that's a waste of time because you can't keep anything. <sighs> well, you heard us I, talking heard, about I heard that discussion. I did. But since I can't take it back with me on the plane. Uh, Why, what, who says that? What, what, what are you talking about? I'm not going to pay 50 bucks. To 50 put it bucks a month, man. You put it in your backpack, <laughs> put in some Ziploc bags, and put it in there. What vacuum, are they going to do? Vacuum seal it. That's a right. dry ice, and let's roll. That's, that's whatever. I mean, I mean, if a lady can bring a horse on the plane for uh, you know a comfort animal, any horse, I think a few fillets on a, in a backpack would be perfectly acceptable. Although they would not let me carry my eight point rack onto the uh, on my carry on onto the plane flying back from Missouri because it could be considered a weapon. Mm, oh, yes, I thought yes. I thought they just said it was too small. Oh. It was a weapon. No, a Missouri buck eight point? Are you crazy? No, heck, no. They don't even make them small out there. Tom Free, you can back me up on that uh, if he's listening. <laughs> I just thought it was very funny. I said, "Are you are you serious?" And the guy goes, "Yeah, you can't take that on the plane." I go, "So you mean I'm going to attack the cabin door with a green eight point rack and try to take over the plane with a with a, a yeah?" Okay. Seeing well. you say that, but everybody I know that goes to Canada and all that—that's what they do with theirs—is wrap them up, put them in their backpack, or put them on their backpack, not in their backpack. Well, maybe things have changed. And- they wanted me to put it underneath the yeah, plane. I they went, put them no. as a carry-on. They wouldn't let me do it on a carry-on. So I'm I'm vouching for you. I think it would be okay. I appreciate okay. that. If yeah. you whip out the pastor badge, hey, yeah. I'm bringing back a couple of uh, illegal trout fillets. Let hey, me through. Yeah. You ever heard yeah, the story of the loaves and the fishes? Come on here. Exactly. You know, how, the you know how far that pastor badge will get me? <laughs> well, it'll get you through TSA. I mean, <laughs> In this day and age, unfortunately, I hate to say you're probably right. Yes. Maybe not through the line itself, but the TSA will be like, "What's in, what is this? It's fillets. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, now where are you guys going to go? Do you have any idea where you're going to be fishing? Uh, you just say saltwater. There's yeah, a lot of that it, around. It, you have to be specific. Yeah, David has a place. Uh, he said north of Tampa about an hour. Or David so. who? Smith. Smith. Oh, David Smith's taking yeah. you? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I know where you're going. Dave, Dave well, you got to remember. Dave's I have no idea, but I'm excited. Dude, I know where you're going, and you're going to catch, catch fish. fish. Yeah. Cool. And actually, you'll be above the line, so yes, you will be able to keep some of them and put them on the plane. I have uh, no. What? What do you I mean have, no? I, you Can't really, grill them in a the car on the yeah, way back to TIA. Uh, no. Do you really think for one second they're going to go out fishing and catch fish that they're going to make it to the plane without making it to the grease well, I mean, let's let's take bets on this. Mm, you going out with right. Dave? Trust me, you're going to catch fish. You'll be good. You can wait. Do you have your fishing license? I already bought it. You did three yeah. day. Yep. You did that. It's right here on my phone. Non See, you're a smart man. Non resident. You're all good. You're set to go. I'm legal. You're legal. Legal. I want to see pictures, man. Do we, can we follow you on Facebook or anything? At, Where are you at? Absolutely. Pastors Outdoors on Facebook. Uh, PastorsOutdoors.org online. You left out the in the. Yes, I know, <laughs> but it's easier to do when you're doing a a tag or whatever. Right. Uh, but Pastors Outdoors. So I look O-R-G. I'm talking about Facebook. Let's get under the age of 50. <laughs> but Facebook, you can look. You can just 
uh, look, Pastors in the Outdoors on Facebook. So it is in the on Facebook. No, it's actually Pastors Outdoors. <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> Are you having to look it up? There is that go. what you're doing? Well, that doesn't help me. I know to look at what does it say? Pastors, pastors in, in the, the outdoors. outdoors. Okay. I was about to say, I just typed it in and it says Pastors in the Outdoors. Well, but the tagline's actually Pastors Outdoors. Sweet. So Oh, look at that. We've already got you already got us on there. Thank you. What? <laughs> I already put you on here, man. Oh really? Yeah. Look at you. Jumping in there like you can. Uh, well, now, like I halfway know what I'm doing. So you're going to go do some fishing when? T- tomorrow? No, the Monday. Monday. Yeah, tomorrow, uh, Brother Rob Corum, who's pastor here, uh, he I'm going to uh, worship with him in the morning, and then I'm going to preach here tomorrow evening uh, during their evening worship service. So, All right. And then we're going to cut out, I think, after uh, Sunday night service, and we're going to drive up that way and be ready to go out early in the morning. Uh, well, now that'll be a lot of good times, and you guys will catch a lot of fish. But now, let's get into more important things. Don't pay attention to them over there. They're going to be like kids in the back of the classroom, you know, cutting up and everything. Else. How's the deer hunting been in Kentucky? Don't lie, because we know how good it is. I just want to hear it from the horse's mouth. Deer hunting in Kentucky this past season was phenomenal. Um, we uh, we had some pastors up for uh, archery season, mm-hmm. um, and we. We try to do a retreat the week uh, the week right before rifle season starts. Rifle season starts the second Saturday of November. Okay, we are there that week right second before. Second Saturday is that the twelfth? Twelfth is this last this last year was like the ninth or tenth or something like that. Full moony type thing. That's a, that's a good time to be there. Well, we were there right before that, and we saw deer like crazy. Um, we had every pastor killed. Uh, a, a really nice deer. We saw some that we wish we could have killed. <laughs> right. But, you know, it's hunting. It it's is archery, so. And it is archery. Yeah. Um, we don't have a, enough land to do rifle hunting in Kentucky. We How have, big a piece of ch- uh, change you got up We have 250 acres. <laughs> How is that not big enough to shoot on? Well, because in Kentucky, everybody and their grandmother goes rifle hunting. Yeah. And the first weekend... It is literally uh, almost every tree has an orange person sitting in it. Yeah. Well, I know that uh, the first time I ever went out and made it to Missouri, I literally thought the Civil War had started up again. Yes, sir. On opening day. Yes, sir. I mean, I'm sitting on this fence post with all these cows around me going, I picked a really bad spot, and all I'm hearing is, and I was like, what's going on over here, man? I think the Rebs are coming across that hill over there. But that's why we go to Nebraska and we do a rifle hunt in Nebraska. Uh, we're blessed with 12,000 acres uh, on a on a property up there. We'll talk more about it when we come back. All right. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big Wild Saturday, Outdoors. Everybody. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. And Brandon Ford, stay with us. We'll be right back. Everybody, Big uh, and Wild Outdoors broadcasting live out here at the uh, Countryside Baptist Church. We're out here today because we have the uh, Wild Game Dinner going on at around three o'clock this afternoon. 
lots of great food, fellowship fun. We have uh, Megan Bales out here uh, with us singing this morning. Dennis Wilder is also here. And, of course, Bill George has come back to the fold. But uh, we got Tom on the phone. I think it's Tom Free who's uh, calling in from Missouri. Is that how hey, they say it? Hey, how you doing? What's going on, man, Mr. Fireman? I saw you guys were blazing up the whole state yesterday. Yeah, uh, yeah. we had the sheriff and the uh, the volunteer fire department show up, even though we uh, called in the fact that we were going to be doing a prescribed burn. So we got everybody in the in the area mad at me right now. <laughs> well, I don't understand that. They knew it was coming. You've been out there getting that land ready and chopping down all those cedars, getting things all ready to go. You had it piled up for a year. Come on. Listen. Oh, I know. We even went around and told all the neighbors that it was going to be happening and uh, – but you know, some people uh, can't can't handle a little bit of smoke. I I didn't think they bit. did so many control burns up north. Oh yeah, we've been uh, we've been doing some uh, glade restoration projects. So we dropped the match on about 120 acres yesterday, and uh, we had we had a lot of fun running around the mountains, uh, light lighting stuff off. <laughs> they were great videos. I saw it on your uh, Facebook page last night, and. Uh, I thought there would be more than that. You only burned 100 acres? What is it? You got 800 up there. Are you going to burn it all or just a, a section uh, of it? This time, because of the fire load that we were dealing with with these, these cedars, they grow so they pack in so tight together that, that we uh, kind of went a little conservative just so that we had enough manpower to make sure that the fire stayed on our property and we didn't end up uh, with my neighbor's hay fields uh, getting involved. Yeah. Well, I was hope I was hoping that California was paying attention to uh, great land management out there and the proper way to do it, because you guys did well, a great job on it. Well, it's one of those things. If if, if you don't burn it, Mother Nature will. And uh, if you don't if you don't get rid of a lot of that ground fuel, uh, you know you, you can end up in a bad situation. But uh, we're you know uh, I'm I'm uh, headed to the airport. Just drove past international headquarters for Bass Pro here. And uh, we're, my uh, my guys are going to hopefully get uh, a few more acres uh, burned today. We got you know we, the biggest problem we've had this uh, this fall has been and winter. It's been so rainy up here in Missouri that it's been tough to get the conditions where you can get something to catch fire. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you let those cedars lay on the ground for about a week and they go up like a really dry Christmas tree. So yeah, that's perfect tender. Laying, these have been laying for for over a year and so they uh, they went up real nice and. Uh, and hopefully uh, we'll get the turkeys in within a very short period of time. The the green uh, the green sprouts will be coming up in all these areas we burned, and hopefully the turkeys will be piling into them. Yeah, well, I, I got to ask you down in that southern part of where you are down in Missouri, do you do you have that like invasive thorn tree thing, whatever it is out there that grows oh, the, 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 the Osage the Osage orange trees. Well, those oh, those yeah. I don't mind, but there's a there's a oh, thorn, oh, the almost one. like a rose bush thing that grows. It's like horrible. Oh, it's it's the wild the, the the little wild rose. It's like a long stem, a long thin stem with a with a with a thorn every quarter inch. Yeah, uh, of course uh, we have to really fight those on in our food plots. Uh, they just they just seem to to sprout up uh, out of the dirt everywhere. But uh, spot spraying them with Roundup and then burning them really really does the job on them. Well, if you need somebody to come keep them turkeys off your growing stuff, let me know. Oh, we're not that worried about the turkeys. I might know. We'll come protect. Too. We'll come protect your your fresh grasses. It's not yeah, worried no about problem. the turkeys. Man. Unfortunately, I've got ten turkeys on my property. I've been watching the same five hens 
and save five, same five toms for a couple of years now. We can't. It seems whenever we get to the nesting season, we get these these hundred year rain events that just our recruitment on turkeys uh, has not been good the last few years. Between the yeah. rain and the predators, uh, it's 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 been tough going. And so my turkeys, we we haven't uh, really turkey hunted my farm in three years because the numbers are just down so much. And uh, we've really put an effort into anything that will eat a turkey or a turkey egg has got a target drawn on it. Yeah, unless, of course, it's federally oh, yeah. protected. I, I mean, understand. the raccoons and ant buds, they do more damage oh, yeah. to the turkey yeah, population been, uh, than... We run, we run tra- uh, trap, li- trap lines from the, the day uh, that we can put them out till the last day of the season to, to cut the numbers down just because we are, we are just trying to get our turkeys back to where we feel that we can hunt them without, you know, really damaging our ability to have turkeys in the future. No, there you go. Well, are you are you heading back home? I am. I've got I have got a, a busy week, and uh, unfortunately, Dad is having carpal tunnel sin, uh, surgery this week, so I'm going to be playing nurse over at his house for <laughs> with him, he and my mom, to make sure they can get around uh, until he heals up. All right. Well, so so you're not going to be home for at least a couple more days, right? So I can leave the trot line out there. It's all good. Well, and, you know, just uh, you know, you know, just be careful. You know, uh, my doc is uh, is popular, but the the snook pile in there every night. Uh, every night when the lights go on, you just got to be uh, smart about how to catch them. Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about that, Tom. I, 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 I don't know. Don't but know anything you know about it. it. You can't. You know, if if you're going if you're going fishing these days, you have to take your lawyer with you. So you yeah. can interpret all the rules so that you can stay legal. Yeah, unless you're looking for stingrays or uh, horseshoe crabs, then it's all good. Oh, I tell you what, the la- uh, last week, I, I, you could tell spring had sprung in St. Petersburg because the stingrays showed up in force. I was, you know, um, on my walk down with uh, Bonnie and Clyde along the waterfront, I was seeing 30 and 40. Uh, it just, it, you could, it was, it was like somebody threw a switch, and here came the stingrays. Well, let's clarify. Bonnie and Clyde Pastor is uh, two dogs. They're not who you think they are. <laughs> Just so I don't want uh, Pastor Dennis sitting here looking at me like going, okay, got weird people calling in here. Well, listen, Tommy, have a good time, man. Come on back home safely, all right? Welcome to back Thank to the you, uh, warmth of South Florida. It's 40 yeah, degrees it's, outside. It's 23 degrees out here, and it's nice oh. to be able to listen to you on the, on the Internet <laughs> while I'm out of the state. Yeah, you're crazy. I don't know why you're up there. Get out of there. Get out. (laughs) Have a good one, guys. See you, Tommy. We'll see you when you get back. All right, now, Pastor Dennis, i got to ask you. You know, he was talking about doing some uh, things out on his property up in Missouri. I was going to ask you, are you you seeing hogs up there where you are up in Kentucky these days or no? No. Kentucky wants to keep them out, eradicate everything. Well, now that's because they see what's happening in the beautiful state of Florida and in Texas and now in Missouri, uh, where they're, uh, you know, the USDA and other agencies have now taken it out of the hands of the recreational person, at least on on uh, non-public lands anyway. Uh, it's coming. You see, they're going to be there. If they're already in Tennessee, how long does it take to get to Kentucky? Yeah, I know. Uh, but they they do everything within their power of trapping, using helicopters, and everything to get rid of the hogs. They don't want them because they know how much money the deer bring in to, to that part of this country. 
than the elk in the eastern part of the country. They don't want hogs anywhere near Kentucky. Well, that's true. They put in a lot of a lot of money and a lot of effort to get those uh, elk reestablished in there. How long has that been going on up there? God, it's been at least what ten years. Yeah. 1990 or ninety one was first introduction reintroduction of elk into eastern Kentucky. And now, of course, uh, they limit the amount of tags that are released every single year, but it always seems like. Somebody always mistaken a an elk. It always seems to make the social media that you know somebody accidentally shot one or something like that. I wouldn't know anything about that, but are I you know, sure? Because I, I could have swore I saw a I know I get local my... pastor gets busted for that. Wasn't you? I'm just no, it wasn't me. But I give my donation every year to uh, the elk herd. Good uh, for you. That's <laughs> because like, I never get drawn. <laughs> yeah, that's like us. So we buy a sportsman's license. I guess we're donating for snook for something. I don't know. <laughs> but now while you're here, you're going to do some fishing, all that stuff, hanging out and everything like that. And then are you going to do any turkey hunting up uh, up there in Kentucky for Absolutely. them big fat easterns or what? Man, they are everywhere up there. Uh, some parts of the state, that people say there's not as many. But I'm, I'm what on What part the of the state? Uh, Let our listeners know so they don't make waste their time going to there. I've, I've heard kind of the north, uh, the northern part between Louisville and Cincinnati area, uh, not as many. But uh, you go out west Kentucky, there's still a bunch. Eastern Kentucky, there's a bunch. Louisville and Cincinnati, that's a big old piece of prop. That's a lot of big – that's a large area. Yeah, it is. But But for some odd reason, folks are just saying – we don't see as many as what we used to. Well, I don't think you're going to see that many in downtown Louisville down there on Muhammad Ali <laughs> or Frazier. Or, or, uh, but what Larry, Reagan was talking about, the raccoons killing uh, all the, getting the eggs and killing the poults. And, that's why I asked about the hogs up there where you are because they also do a lot of damage yes. as well. Yes, they do. Then when they find them, they'll, they'll snack on them and then move on. But uh, we try our best down here to do it. I know Megan does. She's out every single day just about – uh, damaging uh, God's green earth out there, killing all those animals. <laughs> Good for you. One at a time. Right? Could be one on at a table. time. There's probably been more than one shot in a day. So. Well, we, ha- we have or had a hog hunt in middle Georgia around uh, just uh, east of Macon, between Macon and Savannah, planned next week. You should go down there where she is, man. She's got pigs all over the place. Well, that might yeah, happen. I'll lot. talk to you at, here in a minute. Okay. Uh, but we had, to, we had to postpone Georgia. that. Well, we had to postpone it. They're, they're flooded. I, I've got pictures from our How's host. it looking out there where you are, Megan? High and dry? High and dry. Well, there you go. Oh, there See? you go. We'll, we'll be and that's a lot closer than Georgia. That is true. From Kentucky? Well, not from Kentucky. <laughs> it's, the same, from it, it's the same distance by airplane. Come on, man. Right? Come on, Dennis. Me sit down and go, ding, ding. When do we land? Ding. We are now arriving at Tampa International. There you go. There you go. Two hours either way. It's no big deal. Two hours to get into, uh, <laughs> to get into uh, Georgia and uh, two hours to get down here. It's all there good. You go. yep. Yeah, so come on down. You should spend more time down here. I'd love it. You would? Seriously? I would. Maybe I, we should work out a trade kind of deal. Uh, Megan, a little time up in Kentucky, a little trade offer uh, down here in Florida. I'm just trying to help a brother out, that's all. Well, but I showed him a picture of Glenn's alligator. I, I helped Glenn Kinman and Courtney uh, get that alligator. That alligator wow. was 13 feet, 5 inches. Now, there's a trade, man. That Come is on, a trade. Yeah. That's a trade. I would love – I, I want to do it with my bow because I'm a bow hunter. Yeah, but you, I'm going to tell you this. This is this is the truth. Before you come down and you do it and you're going to go run around out in a boat with Bill George, 
you need to spend about a month or so ahead of time on a treadmill. Make sure you're in good shape. Work them arms a little bit, you know, do a little workout, a little upper body type stuff, because you're going to get quite a workout when you get on the boat, especially on one that's 13 and some change. And I would also recommend wear gloves. No. Wear some sort of good glove, a good fishing glove, so you don't end up like poor uh, Glenn Kim in this past year where Bill George tried to cut his finger off. Out. Yeah. And if the gator starts pulling. Oh, go go ahead. I was just saying, if the gator starts pulling on the rope, you let it go. Uh (laughs) Hold on to it. Glenn decided to let go of his rod and then decided to try to re-catch it. Mm. And he caught it by the fishing line. And somehow, Mm. after the rod flipped out of his hand, he got his finger wrapped in the fishing line. Because that's all he was holding it by. And so I had to reach out there, grab a hold of the rod. And George had another rod on the gator, got him slowed down, and then Glenn Glenn got his finger out from in there. But after all that, I couldn't promise his daughter that it made 10 foot for sure. So we live caught that alligator, taped his mouth up, brought him in the boat, tape measured him, and then she dispatched it with the pocket knife. Oh, wow. That, that's That's awesome. an adrenaline rush right <laughs> that's there. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I say that's worth a trade. Yeah, man. So it's, yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to get to, you, trying you to get somebody to, up to Kentucky this <laughs> year. You, you need you Jeez. need to turn around and hook up with Glenn there. So. Well, that's true. I mean you you gotta ask him about that adventure. And you you failed to mention what kind of line it was. What kind of line do you have on there? It's Power Pro. Power Pro? The, the razor blade of the South, man, seriously. That stuff is dangerous if you're not using it, especially when you're gator hunting with it. It can get really bad. Oh, yeah, you hand off the headphones just in time. Thanks for coming by, Glenn. We're taking a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. And, Brandon Ford, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the events of today that we want you to be involved in. Bring the whole kit and caboodle and come on out because it's going to be fun for everybody. We'll be right back, you guys. Wild Outdoors, broadcasting live out of Countryside Baptist Church. We're out here. Uh, don't forget the uh, Wild Game Dinner is happening today at 3 o'clock. Sydney Road and Gallagher in Dover. We invite you to come on out. It's free for everybody. You know, this is what I mean. Glenn, Glenn came and is back with us. Glenn, do you remember the good old days when you met new people and new people met each other in a hunting world? They actually shared stories and talked to each other and all that stuff. Yeah, now, now they just phones. hand each other phones yeah. back and forth. And then by yep. the time you get through looking at the one they want you to see, you had to look at 500 more before yeah. you get to that one. Because picture. you're like, you know, going, oh, you think that turkey's good? Well, look right here. Look what my cousin got. He shot me that yeah. one. He got that one in Oklahoma. Kind of like whenever I took all those snow pictures and sent them to you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Megan and Dennis have been sitting here flipping yeah. phones back That's and forth right. for the past 15 minutes. Yeah, I've seen the uh, laminate wear off the back of the case. So uh, She yeah, was over here furiously <laughs> flipping through, man, like, <laughs> there it is, right there. Look, there yeah. it is. See right there? I mean, This seriously. here has got at least an- – this you put that little twelve point away. Look at this here, fourteen. You know that's how it works. You know yeah. one, one picture out does the other. Yeah, it's one of those things where. Uh, well, well, the good thing is if is you, you don't have pictures, it didn't happen. 
Right. Well, anymore. Well, that picture is <laughs> supposed to be worth a thousand words, so you know they're trying to put us out of business. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> Just have flashing pictures yeah. across the uh, transmitter. Good hey, luck downloading that. Anything I shoot, I consider a trophy. It doesn't matter what it is. I, you know what? I just love it, and I love sharing it with people who who enjoy it just as much. You know that is true, and I, and you know I never I try to I never try to poo poo anything that anybody posts up there on uh, social media, and unless of course it's something just disastrously horrible to look at or something, and uh, then the words of Steve Austin ring true in the back of my head that we're our own worst enemies. That's when it true. comes to that kind of stuff, but we attack each other. Um, traditional guys don't like compound guys. Compound guys don't like crossbow guys, and it it's nonsense. Yeah. Exactly. We I, all just need to unite and support each other. That's right. Yeah. I always looked at it as as you know, wow, that's a pretty unique way of doing things. It's kind of like uh, you know, uh, guys who used to run hog dogs out here. It had to be either a a bulldog or a pit bull or a yellow mouth cur or whatever. And then you meet the one guy who runs out with a pack of Jack Russell Terriers and you go, now that is the coolest thing I've ever heard of. Yeah, but That is so yeah. awesome the, that you do it that way. To touch on what you just said, though, is uh, Unite. And come uh, Over the last five years, you see the decline in the number of support uh, hunting licenses throughout the United States. So it's on the decline uh, of traditional hunting uh, versus modern hunting. It all needs – you can still go out, and you still don't have as many people in the woods with you today as you did 10, 15 years back. So uh, I encourage everybody, whether you want to hunt compound or uh, traditional, uh, whatever you got, you want to bring it out, let's do it. Yeah. Because uh, the more you Amen. get involved, the more people you introduce to it, and then it's going to last a lot longer. But uh, in the current current trend, we're in a decline, and we're going to be in a, a harsh battle in the next 5, 10 years just to have access to a lot of the public lands that we use today. So, now, why do you think oh, that? Yeah. Do you think because of the downsize of license fee? Well, I don't, it, really, it's not so much. The license fee has some impact on it uh, because you know going to Illinois, that's for five hundred dollars just to go and enjoy uh, two deer. You know, a buck and a doe. That's going to get you five hundred dollars out of your wallet. But just in general, uh, money is a big thing. But having access to uh, the lands that we currently enjoy today. If you notice what we have today versus what we had 25, 30 years ago, it's a lot less. Well, but even with your private land, you know, there's a lot of people that unfortunately take advantage of certain things, and then property owners, they don't want to give you access, you know, yeah, like well, you used that, to. That's supply and demand. Uh, back years ago, you could go to Georgia and get a $5 an acre lease. Now you go to Georgia, it's 30 30 bucks, you know, and then you're thinking, man, that ain't worth two cents. I ain't getting $30. And then you pass that deal up, and then the next one down the street's 35 So right. uh, it, yep. it is what that that's what's happening right now. And I'm on a, the other side of the fence. I'm thinking to myself, good, the more people that aren't out hunting means the more areas I got to go hunt without having to be disturbed. That's right. But yeah, playing but devil's got, advocate. We've got to get the youth involved. My I mean, youth are involved. Hey, if it weren't for my dad, I wouldn't even know about hunting. You yes, know? you would. Well, we would, I just we stopped would drag by you out there. real quick to thank you guys again for coming out and sharing this morning There's with no us. There's no need to thank us for that. I know, you know it, we're going to show up I know for free you got paid and all the food they brought to the table. Are but you crazy? We're, we're not going to say no to that. That's right. Well, I'm going to let y'all get back to it. i got to go do a couple more things, so I'll be ready. And Obviously, I, the, I see. The I, I wasn't even here warm. five minutes. I wasn't even here five minutes, and then the lawman shows up. So well, I'm, there you go. You know, hey, That's because y'all started talking about illegal hunting on private land, Megan. Hey, next time, Glenn, don't grab the fishing line. Just dive in after the gator. Yeah, that's it. You know. Just dive in after him. Well, we'll see y'all in a little bit. Have fun. Wait, is everything thawed out? Y'all ready to go? You're... That's what I'm working on. 
Oh, is that what he's? <laughs> now, Dennis, is this is this your first time down here for this or not? If, yes, here uh, with you all uh, at this church. It's my first time here. Really? Yes, sir. Well, I'm, you're in for a treat. I'm excited. Yeah, I it's mean, gonna be awesome. There'll be a lot of folks here today. Yeah, I, I, a beautiful day like today. It's hard to say. Uh, there's no excuse for not being here. That's right. I mean, it's too pretty and and it's free. So, I mean, how do you say no to that? I Family mean, friendly. Man, they need to bring their kids. They'll yep. just have a blast. I, I, I've been bringing my kids out here uh, since they were a lot smaller than they are now. <laughs> and uh, anytime you can say free food and feed my children, that's good. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we invite you all to come out here today. We're at Countryside Baptist Church. Wild Game Dinner starts at 3 o'clock officially. I would suggest you get out here around eh, 2.30, start perusing around. Maybe look at the car show because they got the classic car uh, show going to be out here. Uh, if you got kids, bring them out. Trinity Sportsman's uh, going to be out here with the bows. They'll be shooting out there and having a good time. And they're having the do. Uh, I'm sorry, the drone demonstrations. One year they had uh, RC uh, fights up in the sky. They had these. They have these RC planes that they can crash into each other, and then when they fall, they can put them back together and That's fly crazy. them all. Oh, my gosh, my kids I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. It was, like, awesome. But uh, I can crash one. Yeah. <laughs> That's the easy part. <laughs> but uh, we invite you to come on out here today as well and, and enjoy it. But literally your day should go like this. Before we get out of here, G5 Feeding Outdoors, their turkey event is happening today. It's going to be happening from 10 until 2. Get there a little early. All the guys are going to be there. I know, Megan, you're going to be there. You bringing some stuff to sell or no? Yes, sir. I'm going to take a few of my feather bow ties. Feather bow ties just in time for prom season, I guess. Or is yeah, prom already go. over? Prom's usually in March because I always turkey hunted the day of prom and then went to prom after. So. What was that, like a week ago? <laughs> Try to throw it in our face. A few years ago. <laughs> Come I know. Over talk what, what was that for you? Like the dinosaur age? Oh. Dinosaur age? I don't know. I think we'd have killed them all by then. <laughs> <laughs> we can't kill them all, and there was nothing left. We were waiting for the other period to show up so that we could eat those too. He, he was working on his stone wheels like Fred and, and Fred and Barney. Yeah, there you go. Hey, they had it done well, man. I mean, anytime you can get a turtle to cut your grass, that's all good. Exactly. But right. now, uh, if you're planning on going out there to G5, William Sullivan's going to be out there. Chris Graham's going to be out there uh, with his calls. Rick Felita's going to be out there. Kevin Vaughn, Mark Hughes, and uh, some others that are deciding to show up. They're going to come out, set up tables, sell out their custom uh, calls out there, show you how to use them properly, give you a little instruction, a little demonstration. Going to be giving away a Savage 301 single shot 410 with a, a box of nine shot tungsten steel three inch. Uh, gun drawing is going to be away uh, happening at two o'clock. They're going to be out there having the uh, inaugural Big Bird contest is going to be happening out there. So if you want more information, you can come out and get that done. It's nationwide. So even you boys up in Kentucky can throw it in there as well. There you go. If you want to get out there and throw your big old bird in there, if you think you got a chance. Um, but then after that, that's only until 2 o'clock, and then we invite you to come over here. That's what we're doing. It's heading back over here to Countryside Baptist Church for the start of the Wild Game Dinner, and then we're going to hang out here till dark. We do it every single year. We're here till the last guy moves out of here, and there's no more strawberry shortcake left. What, do you think I'm lying? I've been told this is your things. first year. My Trust first me, year. this is going to be a horrible episode between me, my daughter, the strawberry 
devourer. And uh, my son, we're, we'll be trading people for extra tickets. <laughs> You're going to use that ticket? Uh, you know, I'll throw that away for you. Can I get another one? I mean, <laughs> we're going to be doing that as well. Dennis, what time do you go on? When do you ta- What time do you uh, take the stage? 4.30. 4.30? Yep, about 4.30. So get your food. Get out. Get inside. What do they call that area back there? I can't even remember. What's it called? The dining hall. The dining hall. So you get back there if you want to eat inside in the dining hall. Uh, you got yourself about an hour, and then uh, – I always say sneak out back, fill a cup full of boiled peanuts for when the guys like Dennis show up and they start happy uh, happening up there taking their, telling their great stories. You have something to munch on while you're sitting there enjoying the the uh, stories. How long are you going to be on stage? Uh, just a couple. How long is your set, man? My set is yeah. probably about 40 minutes. 40 minutes? Yeah. These better be darn good stories for 40 minutes of peanut, boiled peanuts eating, man. <laughs> These going to be good? They're going to be good. Tell me they're going to be good. They're going to be awesome. You'll love it. Don't miss, don't miss out on uh, Dennis Wilder. He's going to be out here hanging out there. Thank you for coming out Thank here today. You. We I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Megan, you always, you're always great to grace us with your presence. We'll see you over G5 Feeding Outdoors, right? Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. We'll see you guys next weekend, man, out here somewhere. I don't know, maybe.